A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, where, as you may have noticed, we have switched our upload day from Tuesday to Wednesday for boring logistical reasons you don't need to know. But thank you all for being with us. And a little reminder that if you subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister, your pledge will go towards helping the people of Ukraine. And we will also meet it. So you pledge $5, we will donate $10 to the people of Ukraine and you will get a back catalogue of almost 40 exclusive episodes. You'll get all of your weekly episodes ad-free and you'll get a new episode every Friday. So it's a win-win, win-win-win. I'm Rosemary McCabe. I'm joined by my sister Beatrice McCabe. And today we are talking about... The Great Resignation. The Great Resignation. In a resigned tone. The Great Resignation. And how a friend of mine pointed out the other day, looking... Which was it? Was it looking for a job or recruiting is a bit like online dating? Wasn't that it? Yeah. But I mean, you know, it can apply both ways, right? So like looking for a job or looking for, empl- yeah. for an employee yeah. is a bit like online dating. Speed that you're dating. all like... It's a bit like dating. Maybe. Yeah. Speed you're all, dating, you're all putting dating. your best foot forward. Well, you are, but you're also maybe not representing your true self. Oh, 100%. And if you're you or you're me, you don't actually realize it's a two-way street. You think that you're only pitching yourself. But in fact, you should also be evaluating whether this other individual slash company is a good match for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, because I was going to, yeah, I go into dates and interviews going, I really hope they like me. And it never occurs to me like, I really hope I like them. Or... I'm interested to see if I like them. It's like, I already really like them. I really want this job. I really want this date. I really want this boyfriend. And I hope, I hope that he feels the same or they feel the same. And, and as well, like, this is actually, I was talking to a friend of mine this week who was saying that she was considering applying for a job at, I think it was at like a coffee shop at home in, anyway, irrelevant. And she was saying, like, I just really want to do something where I'm going to meet people and get out of the house. She was like, it's a pity you can't write that on a cover letter. And I was like, it is a pity. And I wonder what would happen if you applied for a job and wrote in the cover letter, like, I just want to get out, you know, I want to get out of the house. I want to meet some people, have some social interactions and earn some money. And I'd like to do it at your establishment. Well, I mean, I think her thing was also like, I think this, we, we had this conversation because I said like so much of, you know, you're, you're kind of, ch- you tick off, you tick off, you tick off a checklist of like, I want you to be this and I need to have this skill and I want to, you know, you need to be able to 
some of the basics. Use Microsoft Office. Like, I can't believe people are still putting that on resumes. I'm an expert in Microsoft Office. I can't believe I'm still putting I'm an expert in Microsoft Office on my resume. Oh, <laughs> because I I'm probably like, still have it on mine, in fairness. I cannot use Excel to save my life. Oh, what I mean, but like, you and could I've never had it. to. You could learn it relatively quickly if you need to, right? That's, and that's part of a resume as well, as I feel like I put things on there that I go, mm, I have a relatively good grasp, but if... You know, if it was required, could learn it overnight. Conversational Spanish. Over a weekend. I've got yeah. conversational Spanish. Well, no, it could become fluent over the weekend if it needed to, exactly. right? So it's like if you have X skill and Y skill and Z skill, and I kind of go, yeah, check, 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 check. But then like what I really want to know is, will this person be relatively low maintenance? Yeah. And like, and, you know, and not, like what's the correct term? Not like do lolly. What's the right term? Not entirely unreliable and unpredictable. Well, I mean, I, so I'll give you an example of somebody, right, who I hired this individual. I've actually read, I read a term for it there like this weekend. What was I reading? Oh, I was reading an excellent book called The Runner, right? No, no, like high drama thriller. I think you the, talked about this book yeah, the other day. The one that you? I was like, oh, must be new, but actually was written in 2014. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But in it anyway, your man goes, you know, what we at the FBI called SHB, standard human behavior, right? Or standard human bullshit, sorry, not even standard human behavior. And I was like, I relate to that as I'm sure does every single other person in the world. But it was like, it's not to do with this, you know, department or this department. It's it's like standard human bullshit. And I remember once I said to dad, you know, I think I, I think I've said this before, but I was like bemoaning the fact that I manage creative people, even though I myself am a creative person. I was like, God, like they're very high maintenance and, you know, they they want a lot of things and they're very emotional and, you know, they come to me with all their problems. And, and I was like, it's really, I think it's because they're creative. And I was not, you know, a dad, a dad, I was like convinced, you know, I was like, it's not mm -hmm. because they're people, it's because they're creative. And dad's like, that's because they're people. He goes like, I've worked in computers all my life and it's the exact same. There's no difference. You know, that's people. And I honestly remember going, he does not have a clue. He doesn't know what he's talking <laughs> he about. Understand. Yeah. And I put it in the box of like, it's not a very full box, but I put it in the box of dad doesn't know what he's Dr. talking dad. about. Dr. Dad. No. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Dr. Dad's dad. box of bullshit. <laughs> Dr. Dad's box of absolute <laughs> nonsense. Exactly. I opened the lid. I fought with all the contents in there. Sorry, Mary Poppins. <laughs> I can't believe you had to correct my dad's box of bullshit to dad's box of absolute nonsense. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what did I call standard human bullshit? I just don't want yeah. to use the word too often. You know, mm. you were diluting the, the resonance of it. Mm. Anyway, so anyway, in this book, it's like standard human bullshit. And I was like, God, I was like, that really encapsulates a lot of things. But like, honestly, so anyway, I hired this one. I was like, she's brilliant. She's so creative. She re and she was, she was very creative, which like, again, great. Like what should, what is that bullet point? What should that bullet be called? Low maintenance. I'm writing this down actually for like, so I can put it in job descriptions, go forward. Low maintenance. And it doesn't mean like, don't come to me if there are problems. It's like, understand what to elevate. I'm writing this down actually. Oh, I'm, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm I can't really multitask. Uh, works like works on one's own initiative because I think I think as a manager like you, you want to hire someone you can trust to do the job you, you designate to them rather than them come back to you with every step going is this okay is this okay well, a lot of you, I mean, this or this or in this? a way you don't mind that if it's somebody new right it's like oh yeah is this, is this your expectation I actually don't mind that is this your expectation am I you know am I doing what you were expecting yeah, me to do am I on but, the right track I know what you mean like don't come in and present yourself as a like perfectly rational, nice, normal person and then turn out to be like 
incredibly demanding, very difficult to work with. Is it very okay to say like share my priorities, prioritize my priorities, like my the business priorities, or like understand that my priorities are your priorities, which are the business priorities. Yeah. you know, and I think that's the part. Some people like some people have definitely have their own priorities, like which mm-hmm. is their own agenda and stuff, and it's not necessarily it doesn't necessarily tie into the business's priorities, but. Like this idea of being low maintenance. Anyway, back to this person that I hired, this individual. And like after about a week, I kept super creative. So it would create like the the nicest bags, right? But kept handing me pictures of these bags, of these designs with thought bubbles over them. But the thought bubbles would say, do you love this? Because I love this. And then the thought bubble on like the side seam would be like, I'm the cutest side seam I've ever seen. Right, so I was like, oh, this individual is very creative. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, partly I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. But then as the weeks went by, it would be like a picture of a bag and a thought bubble. And the thought bubble would say, I've no idea how hard it was to get this person to do this side seam. And I've spent more time working on this bag than anybody else in the department. And I would be like... <laughs> in the thought bubbles? Yeah, in the thought bubbles, right? And then I would hear from people, God, that person's always crying in offices, like... It's crying all the time. And this person was a team leader. And this person wasn't like, you know, I'm an assistant. This person was mm-hmm. the head of the team. And I so and, and this kind of came to light. And so finally, I and you really don't want to go over, you know, your your team. Like, it's it's really not a good look to be kind of digging for information, like, yeah. you know, a couple of levels below. And I mean, I hate to say levels. I hate all that stuff. But like, at the end of the day, in a hierarchy, there are levels. You know, yeah. it, it, yeah. is a, it is. You're a, managing this person is yeah. managing these people yeah. is managing. Yeah. And a huge part of your job. And actually, I read a thing. This week in, I think it was the Harvard Business Review, and it talked about how to make change successful, how to, and it, it said like, I had managers who were really good managers, but what they made very clear was like, this, there is no back door. There is no back door to me. I'm happy to sit and have a conversation with you, but I'm going to listen to you. And then I'm going to have a conversation with your manager about like how to solve your problem. So like, if you're not my direct report, if you rose my report to like somebody two or three levels below mm-hmm. me, I'm absolutely my door is open and I'm happy to have a conversation with you, but I'm never going to start brainstorming that problem. I'm going to listen to your concerns and then I'm going to say thanks I'm going to hand lot. it off to the person yeah. whose job it is to deal with it. And okay. I think nobody's good at that. I don't even know that I'm super good yeah. at that. I, it made me, it gave me a lot of pause. I was like, oh, that's actually a really good approach. Like it should, and it should be clear from the beginning as well. Like, because if you say that to somebody, super happy to listen, like there's no judgment here. Happy to listen, happy to hear your perspective. I'll be talking to your manager. But I don't know if I'd be, yeah, I don't know if I'd be happy with that as the person because I'm going to you because I think my manager either can't or won't fi- fix it for me. Yeah, but I mean, all, very often you think your manager isn't even elevating it. Yeah. So if I hear about it and I'm your manager's manager, at least you're, at least I'm aware. Yeah, And then yeah. if nothing happens, you can know that nothing happened because we all chose for nothing to happen and you can just make your decision based on the company, right? You can say, okay, yeah. this company isn't willing to address the problem that I have there for I'm going to leave I'm going to stay I'm going to do whatever I'm going to like put that aside but I think a lot of people think that their manager is elevating it and often they're not like or often it's not being elevated in the way that you would want to explain it you know it might mm. be like oh Rosemary has a problem and but like it's not a big deal oh and, god it's also exhausting I know it is also, it's, well it's a lot of work you know it's, it's so hard yeah but anyway back to your woman and I was just like god like when I hired her right and a lot of what we do, especially in America, more than anywhere that I've ever worked before, is about like once you hire somebody, you have to relocate them because you're not if you're not in a big city in America, they're not here of their own. They're not like yeah, not yeah, at your door. Yeah. They're like, you know, you're having a conversation with somebody in Austin, Texas, and you're in Indiana. Yeah. So you move them and you move their family and then they buy a house and then you're like, this person's a terrible fit and not cultural. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's a misnomer. Like I think 
this idea of cultural fit is one that we have to get over. You know, you might not be a great cultural fit, but if you're good at your job and you're not like obnoxious, that should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as long as you're not causing a whole lot of problems within the well, team. Well, that's what yeah. I mean. That's yeah. not a cultural fit issue. That's a that's a that's potentially a you issue. But also, like, I remember um, in my in my career, like I was told many times, you know, the culture here is amazing and the culture. And I was like, what? This culture is terrible. And that culture is toxic. And then finally, I got a job that I really liked the company. I was like, oh, I love this culture. I do think that kind of thinking about cultural fits, though, is often like it sounds like it's something that should be important to the company, but I think actually it's much more important to the individual applying for the job. You know what I mean? Thinking about like, like if I go into a company, I care a lot about, you know, what the culture is like or what the downtime is like or basically all I can think about when I think about work culture is actually Facebook. I'm like, I care if there's a ping pong table. I care if there's free coffee on every floor. I care if there's snacks. You know what I mean? That's to me, that's what I think of when I think of culture. Whereas I feel like it's less important for the company that you fit into the culture per se than it is that you actually do the job. Maybe, although I'm sure there are companies that would argue that it's more important that you fit into the culture. I've literally just noticed, looking over here at this window, how absolutely filthy it is. I'll have I mean, to lend you my window vacuum. You will. The entire window is full of, I, I mean, I suppose I'm being ridiculous now because I have an 11-year-old, but like these fingerprints seem, the. Ent- I mean, you should take a picture of that, Rosemary. You're good with the old photos, but like that is the filthiest window. Ever. Actually, you know what? You take a picture of that and then we will window vacuum it and see if the window vacuum works. It's hard to get a dirty can, window to come out in a picture. It's like the moon. I can't even see outside. Do I live in the country? Can't tell you. You do, Beatrice. Well, I think the thing, you know, I think in the, over the last two years, there's been a big backlash against the concept of corporate culture. Right. So right. the idea that like you buy you you buy you hire people and you say like you're a good culture fit is really wrong apparently because and I mean I don't disagree because it's this idea of groupthink which we all know to not be positive right yeah. so if you're hiring people because you're and you're hiring people and it's, and you know cultural you say like they think like you but realistically they also probably look like you yeah, yeah. and they have backgrounds like you so that yeah, there's not going to be college like you they yeah, and there's yeah. not going to be a huge amount of dissent it's the other thing and like we all know or we should all know at this point I think that the more diverse and I don't even mean demographically but the more diverse your board is in terms of backgrounds and thinking, thinking etc attitudes yeah the better it will be but I think that's actually only true you can have a super diverse team, but if nobody's willing to listen to the cacophony of voices, then it doesn't matter. So it also, yeah. like, you can, you know, culture is one thing. And then also back to my favorite psychological safety, you have to have the ability to listen to those voices and those differences. Because if you, and I, well, it's probably the same, it's probably part of the same thing, right? Like if you think about what the definition of culture is, it probably is also the ability to actually have those voices mean something. Because if you think about, if you join a company and you don't feel listened to, then you don't feel like you're part of the culture. Therefore, the culture is one thing. Yeah, like the yeah, culture yeah. is yeah. The culture is outside of you. But yeah. You're outside of the culture. Exactly. Anyway, this one joined and I wouldn't say she was culturally a good fit or a bad fit. I would just say that she was... Unpredictable? Unexpected? Incredibly just disruptive. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, provided zero. It was very, very, very creative. But... Just the amount of work to manage her, to keep her focused on like, this is what you need to get done this week, you know, was just made it, made me immediately regret the hiring. And the person who had recommended her was in the building at the time, you know, and and, and he was like, oh, my God, she's amazing. She's this. She's so talented. And then when I was like, oh, my God, have you ever had these problems with her? Yes. 
entirely unpredictable, so hard to work with. Like everybody in our previous company said the exact same thing. Never hire her. I'm like, you told me to hire her. Well, we were desperate. I'm like, we were never that desperate. Yeah, but like also you could have like I, you could have informed me and at least I could have made that choice and known I was that desperate. Yeah, but you know, it also made me think like to really, 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 I can't say really enough times, really take people's recommendations with a pinch of salt. Oh. Which I had never done before. I always thought like if somebody recommends them, that's actually... Yeah, same. Like that pushes them up the ladder in my estimation. Yeah, same. Because I'm like, obviously that person liked working mm-hmm. with them, which is a huge part of the battle, right? Yeah. Do you mean that you're like, are people going to like working with this person or is it going to affect the team negatively? Just to go back to the dating analogy slightly, right? So I don't feel like that person catfished you. I feel like that person just, like me, pretended to like Star Wars a bit more than they did or like... No, I think that person probably was rec- was recommended by a friend of a friend. But that friend of a friend never said to me, yeah, he or she actually treated his ex-girlfriend really badly. Oh, right. You know? Okay. So that was actually my friend's fault. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. But so what I was going to ask was, do you think you've ever been catfished by a, an employee or a potential employee in the sense of somebody saying, yes, I'm oh, going to take this job where, yes. I can, where I do Excel all day, but I can't percent. do Excel. I'll tell you all about it in a second, but I'll just go back <laughs> to that other one, which actually, I'm, now that in hindsight, I'm now, now when you said that, I'm like, it's actually more dangerous because... A recommendation from a friend immediately gives me the warm and the fuzzies. Don't you think? Like if somebody said to you, you know, before you'd met oh, Brandon. Oh yeah, true, yeah. Some before you met Brandon, like, you know, he's he's my oh, super nice, super nice guy. You know, you would have been like, oh my God, great. And you'd be all in. You know, you'd be where before you were like semi all in. Okay, no, okay. It's always all okay. in. Before you were like all in. Now you'd be all in, right? Like fully all in. <laughs> She's literally got her like two hands and fists like, all it's so in but you know what I mean right power yeah well I mean I I was thinking you know know recently I got another recommendation for so a couple of open positions obviously due to the great resignation so the great resignation if anybody's not familiar with it I'm sure everybody is is that like this year based on the fact that we've had two years of no of you know very very low resignation rates Mm -hmm. across the world probably while people waited to see what happened what was going to come out in the great you know, wash yeah. or people who you know obviously a lot of people were let go people lost their jobs through no fault of their own due to the pandemic but anybody who had a job was certainly staying very steadily with that job even if they hated it they were like I am not leaving right mm-hmm. and now I think I read a survey recently that said something like 70% of people are considering another job looking for another job but also you know it's been a super tough two years so I think pressures that people would not would, would not have felt maybe I mean I don't know if that's like the thing is that that number was given to me out of context. I don't know if on a regular basis, what percentage of people uh, are, yeah, looking are actually for, looking for new jobs. You open know? to yeah. So seventy percent could be super high, could be could be normal. I actually wouldn't be surprised if it was that normal. But anyway, this recently, I, so we have an open job, and uh, I got a call from somebody the other day going, "I'm I'm reaching out to a couple of my a couple of my friends. I got this guy. This guy seems great. Can he come next week? If you know to to visit if everybody's available. Blah blah. I was like, yeah, great. Two seconds later, I write. You know, so are they available? I get a text back. No, actually just heard that person's absolutely crap at their job. So we're not going to bring them. And I was like, what? Is this not one of your friends? No, no, no. It's a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. I was like, oh my God, like this is why you need to just treat everything so, you know, super neutrally. But because so many people are leaving, you know, all in one swell swoop, as our dad likes to say, it's fell swoop, dad. I think he knows that, Rosemary. No. That goes in dad's box of bullshit. Dr. Dad's <laughs> box of bullshit. Poor Dr. Dad. His big box of nonsense, you mean? 
His, his big box of no no sorry the box suddenly got big his small box oh. of absolute nonsense yeah, or his big box of nonsense his <laughs> tiny box of bullshit a massive box of nonsense <laughs> your size doesn't matter when it comes to a box of nonsense it's all, it's all in there let's read this apart you're sick you have to have a light moment to these conversations you're about work sick theater. sick when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I wonder as well if the great if people have not left their jobs as much because nobody really wants to start a job during the pandemic. You know, nobody really wants to start a job where you're working remotely or... You know, I think that was tough as well. That's true. But I was wondering, so you know, like so many companies have these incentives for employees referring someone, mm-hmm. right? So I've like reached out to people I barely know who I know work in places that offer incentives and been like, can you refer me for this job? And they've always said yes now. I don't know if they actually did. Maybe they referred me and then said, you, But you only, get, you only get the incentive if you get the job. Yeah, no, 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 I know. Did but you I'm ever saying, get the job? I can't actually remember. I don't think so. My ex-boyfriend got a job through a friend of mine at the time and we didn't realize that she had an incentive. And afterwards we were like... Well, she did well out of that. She could have brought it for a drink, but anyway. Oh, she like, could have brought you for a drink. That's I actually know, a great listen. question. Like, what should you do with that incentive? I presume you should bring the person for a dinner at least. Well, not if you don't know them, but like the person who who linked you up. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I wonder if it actually incentivizes you or incense you, as dad says. Incentivize is not a word. What? That can go in dad's box of nonsense Excuse as well. me. Let me look this up right now. He's, I guarantee said, you this is a word. He said incentivize is a newfangled a new I guarantee word. Invented it's in by the Americans. The Just actual like word is incent. Incent? Yeah. Does he not mean incense? No. Because incent. that's what he does to me all the time. <laughs> to incent in, someone. To incentivize is, of course, a word. When, but when did it become a word? Probably years ago. Incentivize. Provide with an incentive for doing something. Is it incentivize or incentivize? Like, sorry, is incentivize, is incentify a word? 
and said, let's see if incent is even a word. Hold on, dad, you're going to get a come, your comeuppance now live on air or like recorded on air. Incent, to provide someone with, oh, incentive, didn't know that. <laughs> okay, when did oh. incentive? What? What? Well, no, I'm confused now. So I'll I'll read out what just confused you. As verbs, the difference between incent and incentivize is that incent is to provide an incentive to a person or organization, while incentivize is to provide incentives for or to encourage. Same thing. So the Oxford English Dictionary, Dad, traces its first use to 1968 when you would only have been 40. <laughs> <laughs> he was 20 in his defense but it makes oh, me wonder oh, oh oh you'll enjoy this the new yorker used it in 1987 in a sentence with betamax which has long since disappeared from the language <laughs> oh dad loved a betamax or two no wonder poor dad he was up in arms like we will not use incentivize and we will not ignore a good betamax Oh my God, he did love he the loved Betamax. It. We were brought out to pick a weekly Betamax on, oh, on yeah. a weekly basis, obviously weekly. <laughs> we were brought out once a week to pick out our weekly Betamax <laughs> on, a, on a weekly basis, weekly, once a week, <laughs> by fortnightly. Poor dad. So does that mean that then incent is the first time you do it, incentivize is like afterwards when you're trying to, con- to encourage the continuation of the behavior? Incent seems to be used if you have material incentive. Whereas incentivize is oh. if you're just encouraging someone. Oh, so like if I have a bonus, if I say, listen, Rosemary, I've got to give you 20 grand if you do this. If you can get this, if you can make this real, there's 20 grand sitting at the end of the rainbow. I think you. that you would be incenting me. But if you were to say to me, Rosemary, I really want you to do this because it's really important to me, that would be to incentivize me. Am I wrong? But does that that's that's incent sound kind of like It creepy. sounds stupid. I'm incensed. <laughs> Anyway, I wonder if to offer an incentive to your employees encourages them to recommend people who are crap, basically, or to, or, to, or to care less. Because, like, I think in the olden days when, like, I remember when I worked at the Irish Times, I used to get a lot of people who I either went to college with or knew vaguely or, you know, was friends with saying, would you recommend me for a job? You know, do you have an in? Could you kind of put me in touch with this person? And I did put a few people in touch, but there were definitely a few people that I was like, yes, I will. And then I didn't because I was like, I don't want to be responsible for I don't want it to come back on me for you being crap. Yeah. But also, you know, again, another thing I read today, my favourite, favourite writer, Thomas Chamorro Premisic. I'm never sure. Go on, go on. Anyway, he said, um, he said a whole thing about like how, you know, reviews and ratings are so personal that it's hard, you know, performance is based on such emotional rate and on such emotional KPIs, basically. Like mm-hmm. I might say this is my KPI, but if you don't like how I did it or if you don't like me, you'll be like, mm, well, she didn't do it very well and she didn't do it, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Even if I hit my numbers, you know, and if it's not numbers based in particular, like if it can't just be associated straight to like you drove X yeah. sales yeah, yeah, or yeah. you drove if X revenue. If, yeah, if it's not kind of yeah. mass, like tick the it's, box. And it's so basically it said like an employee's performance is based very much on the manager's perception of that employee. So therefore, could you argue that like your friend, your friend who recommends somebody to you isn't actually clear on whether this person is good, bad or indifferent? You know, they can only go off. Of they're coming this, from their own biased perspective. Anyway. And they can only go off like what that person, their friend has told them about their own presented to them. And very few people, very, very few people, because especially in reviews, very few people will say, I actually didn't do a good job. I didn't give my all. I came to the office unmotivated. I've, I don't think I've ever been in a review where I even got to say anything. Oh, really? Yeah, I think any any review I've ever had has just been a review of my performance by someone else. I haven't got to contribute. Well, you know what I mean? 
we have what's called quarterly connections. So once a quarter, like every three months, you meet and you talk about how are you going? How are you performing against your goals? How are the goals going? You know, if something has gone wrong, right or indifferent, whatever. And then you talk about that. Then you meet again. And then the review time is whatever goals you put in this, whatever goals you set up for yourself at the beginning of the year, then your manager will rate you against those goals. God, it sounds like my New Year's resolutions. And then I get to December 31st. Oh and I'm like, oh my God, can't believe that was one of my New Year's resolutions. Forgot about that. I wouldn't even need a rating. Just be like, let's go over here and measure the, the thickness of the dust on your rowing machine. Oh God, I said to Don the other day, I was expecting like some love and attention. I was like, probably better get in that rowing machine. He goes, yeah, you probably better. It's been a long time. <laughs> well, I said to Brandon yesterday something about somebody who's pregnant, right? And who we met somewhere and I was like, oh God, like, you know, she's, she must be to you now. And, you know, like fair play to her being out and about doing whatever. And he went, well, she stayed very active throughout her pregnancy. I know Beatrice, Beatrice squinting and breathing <sighs> through her nose. I was in a rage. Oh, God. Anyway, so have I been catfished? I would say, Rosemary, on occasions, I have met people who have... But you know what? I have to be quite honest and say that there were red flags along the way that I did not, I did not pay attention to. Do you to. think in hindsight the speech bubbles were a red flag? Because the speech bubbles then turned into like passive aggressive feedback. Well, I given wouldn't have known that bubbles. the re- speech bubbles were a red flag. I think the speech bubbles were a performance red flag that I immediately copped onto. Right. But like it wasn't, it wasn't as if during the interview process I could have you foreseen, know, latched yeah, onto these. Yeah. Right. But I do wonder, you know, how do you, I've had, I've had all types of things. I've done like workshops with people. I've had them meet with their teams. I've had them do projects, especially because I'm in a creative field. Like you have them do a project, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's the other thing. It's hard to know as well. Have you given a really good project? Because like, there's an onus on you too, as a project giver to make sure that mm-hmm. it's super clear. They're, you know, really good guardrails around it. Because otherwise you can kind of say like, tell me what you think this brand could be in three years and they go off and they could do like the most creative things like no no really really, I was just looking for like an evolution of today you know yeah yeah yeah. so that's not I also hate I also as as a potential employee I always hated doing projects because I felt like well not projects but I hated doing you know give us seven feature ideas and like a rough outline of how you and I'm like I just given you free work that just annoy me I was going to say I think that seems to me that seems a bit ridiculous right because I feel like I would hope that with a team of you know, eight people or three people, like, I don't need your free work. So it is truly a case of, can you provide this? But I also understand that from a creative person's perspective, having done lots of projects myself, I do go, this is ridiculous. This is a huge amount of work. And like, mm. I think that it's like, how do you, how do you can contain it within what's reasonable? Like what's reasonable yeah, to ask yeah. somebody to do who has a full-time job, who's one of five candidates. like Who might be traveling yeah. for interviews. I don't think yeah. eight, eight, features is is a real thing but like if it's literally give me the title of these I wouldn't think that was unreasonable and give me one actual see I think I think any journalism jobs I've gone for like when you said a team of eight it's never been a team of eight it's been like a team of two oh, so like I, I meant that I, I've also had a team of two where we've given people projects but I think it's more about like I think people give projects based on show me everything you can do whereas what you really need to figure out is like what do you need this person to do yeah. What are the like what are the three big things that you need this person to be able to bring to the team? Is it is it like team management? Because in which case, what does a project prove? Yeah. And so, also don't give them a project about like the evolution of the brand if they're going to end up doing this very one particular small yes. part so, of it. So like, I, exactly. So I would more say now it's like if you want them to manage a team, think about how they would present the kickoff portion of, you know, of a a project that would then mm-hmm. allow a team to like evolve from yeah. there, etc. So I think that's you know, it's it's much more about thinking like what's appropriate for the role that they're going to have. But anyway, was I ever catfished? 
I think, yes, there were a couple of couple of times when, you know, I hired people who it was like, you're going to be the head of this team and you're going to be super creative. And then they're like, well, when they got there, well, I've actually never done this before. I can't actually turn on a computer. And I used to just buy everything externally. So, you know, this is hard for me. Like, why does your team not, why does your team design everything themselves? Why don't they buy everything? Like, does that happen to you? Yeah. And it's like, how did I actually manage to hire this person? Like, how did I miss this? Yeah. And I think that the big red flag in this case was that three people came up to me and said, that person's, this is, this is bad. That person's like sweater is extremely odd. <laughs> but it was so odd. I can't, like it was a crochet sweater that had holes the size of. Is this, is this the person who wanted to buy everything or the person with the speech bubbles? person who wanted to buy everything and it wasn't to do with like I don't think that that I don't think that implied like you wouldn't be good at your job but it yeah, was like yeah. there's something odd about somebody who's wearing a crochet sweater that has holes in it the size of a saucepan right oh so like I, like tear holes not purposeful holes no 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 the crochet itself was like crochet point up here on my chest crochet point down here on my stomach like the actual crochet was just a huge big open thing and I was like why oh. are we being so weirdly judgmental about this person's clothes but in hindsight I was going mm, that there were holes in more than the crochet yes that person's clothes were maybe reflective of that person themselves you know huh. but like that's not how I think you know so I was going that's weird anyway so that so that was odd have you ever been a catfish in a work scenario because I'm trying to think I definitely have like I've definitely I mean I've definitely given the impression that I'm better I mean back to the Excel thing that I'm like great at Excel and I'm not well I, I think I would like to say no but I think that anybody who's had me help them with their resume would say probably yes because I don't I don't I do not think you should ever put on a resume something that's factually untrue but I also think that if you say like I have you know average Microsoft Office skills but in fact you know that you have the skills to be an excellent Microsoft officer, office officer office user <laughs> You should say, you know, superior Microsoft Office skills because you could get them in the two weeks that it would take for you yeah, to yeah. go from one job to another if they made that clear. Could you, you know, or could you? like, you know, good Adobe Illustrator skills, like excellent, proficient. I mean, I, I, I now that I think about it, like writing a resume, I definitely think writing a resume, I think you should write the resume for the job that you want, not the job that you have, actually. Oh. And I think that that's something that people are really bad at and really modest. Like when, when I wrote, when I wrote your resume, when we wrote your resume, you were like, oh, I mean, I feel like I've kind of done a couple of blog things. And I was like, well, like, have you won any awards? I mean, I've won one or two. You'd won 11 and you didn't even know what like half of them were. So, I mean, I think that's people are very modest and that's not it's partly like that's not how Americans are. But I would mm. but that's not really true because I've also rewritten my friends resumes in America and been like, are you good at this? Do you have this? Do you have that skill? Can you do this? And they're like, well, I'm like, could you do it if you needed to? Yes. That's it. Could you do it if you needed to? That's what you put on your resume. Still don't think I could do Excel if I needed to. You could. You absolutely go on LinkedIn, you get an advanced Excel course and you would do it. I feel like there are job interviews I've gone to where I have misrepresented myself, but almost accidentally. Like I remember going for one where they were like, you know, we think that coming from kind of a, a creative writing background, you're going to really struggle with this being too boring or this being too kind of monotonous blah blah and I was like no I just really want like something that oh, I, I remember this come I in and like do this. nine to five and go home and I really you know like I really miss being able to be creative in my spare time and I feel like being creative full-time has really taken away that oh my god hate it I, I remember that you were like they said this to me and I got the job I'm delighted on the Monday you were like it's terrible I yeah, should have listened to I them. should have listened to them yeah but I mean would you I mean 
if it were to happen again, would you be like, I'm going to listen to them or just be like, you're no, wrong? No, I'd be like, you're wrong. I'd yeah, be like, I just totally want to, wrong. but I, cause, cause but back to my original point, I just wanted to get out of the house and earn some money. Hmm. Well, I mean, it, it more makes me think about like the people who, you know, not the people, all of us, when we, when we sign up to like create our online dating profile or our online work profile, that we just need to be a little bit probably we need to hone in more on like what job are we actually trying to get what boyfriend girlfriend are we actually trying to get because we're we're all sending out in my opinion totally wrong dodgy messages in many cases deliberately to like like to think about you saying you're not applying for the job you have the job you want I'm like not applying for the boyfriend I have but the boyfriend I want Hmm. but also within reason you know what I mean it's probably more like the boyfriend that I actually want is not the boyfriend that I think I want oh well that's different but you need therapy to do your online dating profile no no but I mean like if you think about the guys that I'm attracted to I mean past tense (laughs) that's not over the jobs that I think I want and then you end up in a job and you're like oh do I actually want to be in the job that works 24 hours a day that has like no spare time I mean wasn't there a whole job you signed up for like a PR job and you were like and and they were kind of going, you're going to have to be at every four nights a week. You're going to have to do this, that and the other. And you were like, mm, that's not, you know, it's like, and the other Can't thing remember. is, it's not that I don't mind. It's not that I mind being at four nights a week, but I want to be at four nights a week with my friends. Yeah, and my yeah, life. yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to be at four nights a week smiling at some like stupid party with God, stupid imagine, people. I'd be terrible at PR. I'd be like, Rosemary, stop scowling at that person. Like, my face. It's my face. I'm just tired. My no, face. they'd be like, Beatrice, stop scowling. I'd be like, I'm smiling. This is my smile. <laughs> this is me smiling. There's there is a business idea there though in like doing five minute consultations for people on their online dating. Nobody wants to spend a lot of money oh, on their online dating. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But like writing people's online dating profiles for them. Why do you share all business ideas on the podcast? I'd love to know. You know what I thought of a really good idea. Did you? Another really good idea. Yeah. For I'm going to tell you because because I'm never going to do it. This is why I'm happily happy to share ideas. I have no ambition. I don't want to do them myself. But here's here's an idea. Babysitter mode on your iPhone. So you just tap babysitter mode and it comes up and it goes, who's your babysitter? And you tap Beatrice or Rachel or Kim or whoever. And then for the rest of the, the night that you have babysitter mode on, that's the only person whose calls and texts gets oh. rid of your phone. Now you can set that up and do not disturb, but it's a few more steps that I don't really understand. It sounds complicated. Oh. But I feel like this is straightforward. Babysitter mode. My babysitter is Liam. He's the only person who can call or text. Do you know what? I thought your business idea was going to be a bit bigger than that, but Okay. Okay, thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. If you have ever catfished anyone online dating or in work, I'd love to hear about it. I would love, I'd love to hear about it in great detail. Email us notwithoutmysis at gmail.com. Leave us a comment on our Instagram at notwithoutmysister or you can get us individually at Rosemary McCabe, at Beatrice McCabe. A little reminder that our Patreon for the month of March, all new patrons will have their pledge donated to help the people of Ukraine and we'll meet that pledge so you get all of our back catalogue of exclusive episodes. You get all of your weekly episodes ad-free. You get a direct pipeline to message us through Patreon, which people don't actually do, but you're well, more than welcome to. And 99% of the time, I, I will respond. Oh my God. I would respond, except I've forgotten the sign-in. Oh, for God's I sake. Would, I would love that too. You know what? You know what? It reminded me though, like honestly, I was thinking about the amount of people who now recently I've interviewed and they're like, oh my God, you are my number one choice. I would love to work with you. You are my number one choice. I have four other options. You're my number one choice. And I go, great. Well, I'll message you with the details. And then I, I write later on. I go, so shall we chat again tomorrow or the next day? Crickets. And I go, this is what made me think this is what it's like dating. And I'd be like, they would be like, oh, you, yeah. I, you are my dream. You are the most amazing. I have never, I can't even believe that I met you. Beatrice. Game of Thrones guy. Oh, Rosemary, I didn't want to say it, but yeah. Bye. Winter's coming.
Goodbye. Winter is here. Winter's never going away, Beatrice. <laughs> Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity. Sound and original music by Don Kirkland. And our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Who's there? Who's there? Petrified, the horror fiction anthology podcast from a darker Ireland is back. <laughs> it's a big house, Nora. Mom? Mom? Let me in! Petrified tells the chilling tales of ordinary people encountering the supernatural and their terrifying fates. <clears throat> oh, dear God! Reverend Mother! <laughs> Help! CrimeReads.com said Petrified is extremely well written, expertly produced and brilliantly acted. Please, don't make any noise. Please. (laughs) Petrified, Series 2 begins March 30th wherever you get your podcasts. You're not afraid out here, are you? Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.